A few episodes back, we talked about four tips when coming back from injury. Now let's talk about the long and bumpy road to actually connecting the dots and running your best times once you've gotten through that initial injury recovery period. There are four essential tips that we will walk through. One, you develop new mental toughness. Two, you have something new to track. Three, you get to learn the basics. This is a good thing. And four, follow medical advice. On that last point, we are not doctors, nor do we play any on the internet. So please go and see a proper sports medical specialist to diagnose your very specific and individual problems. Keep listening on to find out more about that on this episode of Trees and Delay. Don't master a lot. Don't master a little. Just stay in the middle. Don't master all, don't master none, just be a master of some. What is up? Welcome to Trees and D-Lake, a podcast series by Mike Trees and yours truly, Darren D-Lake Creates. In this series, our goal is to educate and entertain smart and committed runners. A bit more on that from Mike Trees. And the aim of this podcast is to give, in a lighthearted, amusing and entertaining way, hints and tips to help you all run better and enjoy your sporting life more. So let's see how we can go with that. Mike's being pretty modest. He has over 50 years of running and doing triathlons under his belt. And if you're wondering about me, I've been in the endurance sport game for about 25 years now, done a sub three hour marathon and completed an Ironman triathlon in 10 hours. We appreciate all the help and support that we can get. So if you can, please share out this episode to someone that you know that would like this. Oh, quick language warning. In some rare instances, we might use some bad words. So apologies in advance for that. So Mike is less than four months after breaking his femur and hip and ran a 5K nonstop in sub 30 minutes, which is pretty amazing. So now he's going to do an Ironman in October. Yes, 2.5 mile swim, 112 mile run or bike, uh, which is 180 Ks, trying to go metric and American, and then a marathon, which is 26.2 miles, 42 kilometers. It's quite a lot to do uh, six months post an injury like that. He's learned a lot and is now a better runner because of this. So here are three things that you can learn after you get injured that will end up making you a better runner. Warm-up complete. Number one, which is follow medical advice. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so this is learn the basics, really. I mean, I get a lot of people asking me online for medical advice and injuries and things. And yes, I can comment on general injuries and how people should train and how we can avoid injuries. But I'm not a medical doctor and I can't comment on specific injuries. And even as a coach, I've taken advice. And, And then when I say, yeah, follow medical advice, you've got to put a bit of a proviso in there that it get good medical advice. I mean, you know, there's a lot of medical doctors out there, uh, sort of no names, no pack drills, that don't like sports. Uh, and they say, well, if it hurts, stop doing it. Uh, oh, you'll never run again. Oh, uh, y- y- your biking days are behind you now. Uh, you you need to get a doctor who is interested in sports injuries and is keen to get you back running again. I mean, that's the the basics with it. So I hooked up with, you know, a good friend of mine, the Nomadic Physio. Uh, these links are always on my page on Instagram. Uh, and uh, it's it's my physio, a guy called Adrian, who runs the running room in London. Fantastic physios. Uh, and they've been great, in, actually instrumental in terms of helping me do the exercises to strengthen and get to where I am. So what I've done has not been rocket science. It's just been hard work. 
And we're talking up to three hours every day of the week, little band, you know, bands around my ankle, doing crab walks, penguin walks, strengthening my glutes, uh, stabilizing activities, lots of activities and things like that. Uh, and yeah, it, it's made me uh, strong, probably quicker than most people. I've, I've shortcutted the process because I've worked effectively and efficiently. So most people will get to where I am, but uh, it might take them a year or so. So I've been very lucky to have good advice uh, to get me down the line. First, I would say, make sure you get good medical advice. Uh, and if possible, you need to get to a doctor who supports sports. And now I, I'm very lucky in Tokyo, I had the top medical sports doctors helping me over here. I've even fallen on my feet even better. I used to race against a guy called Matt Brick, who was dual, uh, he was double uh, duathlon world champion in the 90s, best duathlete, ex, you know, professional triathlete. He also cycled in the world championships. He's now New Zealand, one of New Zealand's top orthopedic surgeons and consultants. So uh, he, he happens to live about 200 meters from me. So now I've got an orthopedic consultant who I can go around to his house on a Sunday afternoon and do some training while he oversees that I'm doing the exercises correctly. I can also go into the, uh, the clinic and get x-rays uh, and get assessed to see them doing things correctly. So I've been very lucky with my transition from Japan to uh, New Zealand to, uh, to get some very good advice uh, and still I'm getting ongoing advice. Initially, when I saw him, he said to me, look, there is no way you can have the accident you have and do an Ironman six months later. It is impossible. Uh, and then I walked into his surgery. And he said, oh, where are your crutches? I said, I've thrown those away already. He goes, oh, well, that's a good start. And then we did a few assessments about this about eight weeks ago now. And he said, well, you're making the right moves, but there's a certain process you need to do. And he gave me these exercises and he said, you've got to master these, you know, in the next eight weeks before we can do anything. And so I mastered those drills uh, and exercises that he gave me. And I worked with the physios in, uh, in the UK as well to make sure we didn't build up too quickly. Uh, and then I went in yesterday, had a, another set of x-rays and he said, yep, the bones heal sufficiently. I'll give you the green light. You can really start pushing it now towards an Ironman. Uh, and then as I left the room, he said, by the way, I think I'll probably get in touch with the Guinness Book of Records and Ironman because I don't think it's been done. It's got to be a world's first if you can break your, <laughs> break your leg as you've done and complete an Ironman. He said, I'm still not convinced it's possible, but I'm 100% behind you. I mean, that's the main thing. So going back in a long-winded way to what you were saying, point number one, get medical advice and make sure it's good medical advice where the doctor is supporting you. Because I hear a lot of nightmare stories where people haven't done any sport for months and months because the doctor just said, oh, well, if it hurts, stop. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, so that's point number one. But to your point on, you know, finding someone, a specialist, a medical specialist that understands what you're doing, 100%, I, uh, I've had some feet Achilles issues over the last few years. And I went to a very high-end sports podiatrist that works with professional Olympic athletes. And he's like, you're fine. Keep going. You know, you're fine. Da -da -da. Like he's never actually, and even my, my physio, physical therapist, they've never told me to stop. They're like, hey, you know, back it down a bit. If you want to do a hard workout, maybe do that in the pool or the bike for a week or two. But if you're feeling fine, jump right in and, um, you know, keep it going. So I think those more, I wouldn't call them aggressive, but uh, I'd say more optimistic type 
specialists are the ones that you want on your side. Obviously, they'll never push you to injury because they're they're never they're not going to do that. But they just they take a bit more of the the calculated risk depending on where you're at. If I was brand new to running, never ran before in my life, I'm sure they'd be like, "Hey, why don't you just take a month off?" So, uh, kudos to you on that. 100% agree. Add break. This episode is brought to you by Energy Coaching, which is Mike Tree's coaching service. Mike and his team of coaches work with beginners to pros and all levels in between. No one is too fast and no one is too slow. They just want a desire to learn and improve. They focus on 1500 meter races to marathon running and triathlon training. Energy coaching is constantly overbooked. So Instagram and this new podcast venture, Trees and D Lake, gives Mike and the rest of his energy coaching team a way to reach out to more people and help them. Contact Mike and his team at the letters nrg-coaching.com or go to the link in the show notes. And back to the show. You did talk about the basics that you learned, which is point number two, and it's learning the basics. You get to learn the basics all over again, and I know you're big on learning how to run all over again. I personally, uh, I got to... With my own injury, I'll just give you a quick background. Um, it wasn't even injury. It was more like overtraining, and I did a bit too much. And then I actually ended up hurting my lower back uh, about two weeks ago, straining it, doing some really heavy lifting that I realized I probably shouldn't have done. It was fine. I've done it before, but it's just one of those things I went too far. I tried to do two exercises. But what was interesting was uh, I got to go back to literally the basics, and it's you know base aerobic just easy running. I got a bit more time to do more of this podcasting stuff, which was cool and just sort out other things that I felt more energized. I was doing plyometrics. I was doing just strength stuff, going back to the core, really deep, low squats with, you know, a lot of reps. And I was like, wow. And I I feel the fittest. And through that all, I ended up actually uh, losing a bit of the body fat that I've been carrying over the past year because I've just been training so much and eating a lot and not really finding the balance between eating too much. So I just find that learning the basics, it forces you to learn it when you get injured and, you know, going back. So what do you want to say on that? Yeah. So yeah, going back, you, you covered a point quite quickly, but uh, the physios say things like uh, get on and do other exercises. You know, if you can't run, you jump on the bike or do something else. I think this is the key point. Uh, you, you said, I've just run a, a sub 30 uh, 5K. Well, yeah, I did 27.50. So just just over, you know, five minute 30 per K. Uh, and that was the first time I ran 5K. Up till that point, I'd been doing drills in the gym. I hadn't actually run 5K in one go. And yet I was able to do it quite quickly. So people say, well, why? That you, you must be making it up, that you must have done more. Well, the point was, I kept my aerobic base from cycling and from swimming. And so one of the basics is, you know, don't lose that aerobic base. People say I'm injured. So the other way, you often hear it's an excuse. Oh, I've put a lot of weight. Uh, I've been injured. I've not done anything. Well, yes, it means, for example, if you've got a knee injury, you can't run. It doesn't mean you can't get in the pool and swim. Uh, If you've got an ankle injury, you might find that you're okay to cycle and swim. Or or it may be, you know, like with my leg, uh, so the broken femur, I was okay to aqua jog. Uh, and get fit. I was okay to swim with a pool boy between the legs to keep the hips afloat. Uh, and then I got on to doing the elliptical, uh, the cross trainer, I call it, uh, and, and in the gym. So there's there's lots of other things you can do. Uh, and so one of the basics for me was keep the aerobic base there. Uh, and 
I don't know if you, you remember going back to our conversations just after I got out of hospital. I was in hospital uh, and, and I was keeping, <laughs> I was in the wheelchair doing laps of the, the rehab wheelchair course, trying to get my heart rate up into the aerobic zone, <laughs> just so that I didn't lose that fitness. Because once you've lost it, it takes a lot of getting back. But if you can maintain it, it's so much easier. So somehow I managed to maintain my aerobic fitness through all of this. Uh, and that's helped me massively to get back quicker. So that's one of the basics. Then the other really is is to listen to your medical advisor and do the drills religiously. If they say you have to strengthen the glutes, you've got to strengthen the glutes. If they say you need more core work, you need more core work. If say they say you've got to get more mobility through your thorax, you know, your, or upper body, your shoulders are too tight. Listen to them uh, because. It's not going to happen by chance. You know, you, you've got to get back into this rehab space. You've got to change your mind and your mentality. And what I've found works really good to changing your mindset is, and, and I've mentioned this in post, don't compare yourself with where you were. As soon as my legs snapped, I was on the table. I pretty much realized things are going to change. It's going to be different for a long time. So, and I'm quite efficient at this. I sat down and, and said, right, now I've got to start from ground zero. Let's just compare my my next self where I am now. I'm at zero. So after the operation, I could move my toes. I could wiggle, you know, bend my knee a little bit. You know, that I'd gone up a level. Uh, and then I was able to, uh, I remember the first time I said to my wife, let's just see how long it takes me to get out of bed, get into a wheelchair, go to the toilet, come back. 20 minutes it took. So 20 minutes, literally, to get out of bed, into a wheelchair, to the loo and back. Uh, and then I said, okay, we've got to cut that to 10. We've got to cut it to five. Uh, and then we've got to get out this wheelchair. I've got to start walking on crutches. I've got to dispense of one crutch, you know, and now onto one crutch. I've got to get rid of the crutches. Uh, and now I'm at the point where I've got to get rid of the limp. So I'm walking with a limp. But there's always a goal, and I keep moving the goalposts. And I haven't actually sat there and at any one point thought, Oh, I'm so depressed. The only time I think about it is when I get messages. Oh, I'm so depressed. I can't run a sub 20 minute 5k anymore. Uh, and I think it's, it's the mindset. It's let's just look at where I was last week, where I am now and where I hope to be next week. Uh, and so reassessing what you said is, yeah, we get the good medical advice. We keep the aerobic system going and we don't compare ourselves to where we were uh, before the injury. We just look at where we were last week and how we can go forward a little bit and, and how we can do the, the training and the rehab to help ourselves go forward. So that's uh, another good tip I can give you. It sounds like you just, uh, you, you're running through through all the points there. Um, you kind of you went from <laughs> learning the basics and then you went to mental tough and then you went back to something new to track. So uh, I'll actually give you a cool example of uh, something new to yeah. track. For me personally, it was, I just started tracking my heart rate. And, you know, that's one thing. And then I also tracked it, just doing workouts in the gym for um, minimum 20 minutes and maximum 30 minutes. And they were just like trying to do these circuit workouts. And just through those two things while I was, you know, it's two and a half months of me basically just taking everything back and putting together some sort of a base fitness that I wasn't really, I wasn't planning to do this. I was actually planning to keep running through our winter here, which is America's in the Northern Hemisphere summer. Um, and then I was gonna take off come October for six months, take off, which is just have fun. And I was gonna ride my bike and swim because the ocean's warm and you know, I like riding more in the summer. 
But I ended up having to flip that now, and I'm like, all right, it's winter. I'm not going to swim really too much. I don't like swimming in the cold water. I know you do. But um, that's not me, a personal personal thing for me. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to the gym, and I'll go to the gym three days a week, and I'll, I'll track this. And, you know, like that became a little game, like similar to your, you know, I'm, I mean, it wasn't as similar. Like your game was... I think cooler and, you know, more fun, especially because you couldn't do anything, but you're like, I'm going to, you know, go to the toilet and do 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes. So I think that's really, that, that, that kind of leads to the fourth point, which is mental toughness. And they, I'd say something new to track, it, it, it is very similar to mental toughness. But when I, when I think of mental toughness, you know, I think of David Goggins and I think that mentality, while I do love David Goggins, um, I think more people should should just, you know, suck at the F up and, you know, stay hard. But I do think that that's how you cause injury and that's how you cause burnout. And he has done that to himself where he actually ended up starting to train smart. So I would say, you know, it's it's a combination of being mentally tough, but also being mentally smart. And do you have anything more to add about the mental toughness that, that you've learned? I reckon that my longevity in this sport is because I'm actually not mentally very tough. <laughs> <laughs> I think my pain threshold's quite low. So as soon as I get an injury, I stop. Uh, sort of and I think if you're really tough, you can just keep pushing on and pushing on and making it worse. Uh, and so mental toughness to a point is good. But if you're too strict with yourself, you can cause more problems. So we're constantly you know, talking with, with the physios and they're saying, look, Mike, a pain level of two and up to three is okay as you're strengthening. But if you're hitting fours and fives out of 10, say you've got a, a pain level, 10 is the maximum uh, and zero is nothing. Uh, and you're hitting twos and threes, you're right on the edge there. He said, but when you're getting to, you know, threes, fours and fives, it, it's hurting too much. You're doing too much damage. So as I'm getting stronger, there is going to be some pain. And I am just going to have to suck it up. But there's a level of pain that you've got to become pretty smart at pretty quickly. And if you go beyond that, you're going to detract and I'm going to make the bone uh, weaker and it's not going to knit as well. Uh, and I'm going to get more injury and more inflammation and inflammation caused injuries uh, and uh, overuse injuries. So I've just got to be smart and work within my own uh, pain threshold, which over the years I've become good at, at sort of assessing, yes, this is a good pain. I'm on the road to recovery. Uh, I finish the activity and the pain goes away. So if you finish the activity, the pain's still there. That's a warning sign. If you finish the activity, there's a little dull ache, but you go to sleep, you wake up in the morning, it's gone. Well, okay, you're still in control. But if you finish the activity, there's a pain there, there's a dull ache the rest of the day, you go to sleep, you wake up in the morning, it's still there, you've definitely done too much. Uh, and so these are the little checks that I do along the way just to make sure that I'm in control uh, and always checking that, that pain threshold and working within that limit. All right, so we have talked about the four key things you'll learn when you come back from injury that will make you a better runner. One is follow medical advice get doctors that understand endurance sports and understand you. Two, uh, you have to learn the basics all over again, which can be fun and beneficial to a lot of people. Three, you have something new to track. Four, you get mentally tough. And is there anything else you want to add, Mike? Yeah, well, really, this should really have gone at the start, uh, in a sense that when you look at injuries, it, it's a big, broad topic. But just simplifying it very uh, to, to the simplest level is you've got overuse injuries, which is classic with running. Uh, and most distance runners, well, classic with distance running, really, over time, they might have bad form and their uh, Achilles tendon is just getting a little bit more inflamed each run. It's not one day, it's not the next day, it's just after a while, oh, it aches. 
oh, it's gone off, it aches, it's gone off. And bit by bit, it gets worse and worse. Or their knees, they're getting pain in their knees and it gets worse, their hips or their back. These are overuse injuries. Uh, and this is different from my injury was an impact injury. Uh, and it was caused by a, a break. So therefore, I know that if I do the right things, it, it will get better. The overuse injuries could be caused by a, a you know, a bad running shoe or bad running action, running on a bad surface, just too much mileage that the body can't cope with. So often with overuse injuries, you have to change your whole approach and, and work out exactly what's causing it. And these are more complex to get rid of uh, because they can recur more often. I don't envisage any long-term problems with my hip. You know, fingers crossed, they, they put the, the plates in there, the rods in there pretty well. They've done a good job uh, and we're happy with it. I, I envisage that I will get back and I will run well. But an overuse injury, it, it can just come back and niggle at you for a long time. So you really do need to get the advice and, and you need to make often changes to your running action. Uh, and of course, we can't go into them in detail here because there's so many and varied and they vary with different people. So again, that then links back to point number one get good medical advice you know because you've got to work out what is the cause of your injury and if it's an impact injury you know if it's not an impact injury and it's an overuse injury you've got to analyze it and work out what's causing it how to get rid of it and how to keep it away let's go welcome to the show i'm your host aaron so aka d lake tips and tactics you could train like a pro this cast to help you run faster than you could go. All the PRs you could beat, of course, records that comes in your upcoming season. Right. Don't you agree? Endurance sports, a metaphor for life. That's that metaphor, baby. Eating clean so you can rest and sleep all night. Don't master a lot, don't master a little, just stay in the middle. Don't master all, don't master none. Just be, just be a master of some. Is the health and fitness internet too much sometimes? Too many conflicting articles and videos that confuse you on how to train and eat right? Or you don't have time to just read and watch everything about, I don't know, the new trends on carb cycling for trail running. Don't worry, we'll take care of all that for you. Sign up for our free email newsletter, Three Thing Thursday. One, two, three. We'll put three perfectly curated and created things in your inbox for better living and training. Go to delatecreates.com slash TTT. We do the hard, time-consuming work and scour the health and fitness internet's deepest and darkest corners. This is so that every Thursday, you have a piping hot new email with the latest and coolest tips, tricks, tools, tactics, and skills, all so that you can train and live consistently to do dope shit in your next endurance event. If you sign up now, you can receive my quick guide on how to get healthy, stay fit, and use data to create habits that last a lifetime. That's delatecreates.com slash TTT to be inspired and motivated on the regular. Time. Time is a resource no one can make more of, so we appreciate you taking precious time out of your day to listen this far. Our goal is to show the world how to live better through running, cycling, and triathlon. The episode and many others have a transcription. Go to the show notes description to find out more. This was produced in Sydney, Australia, and I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land. I pay my respects to the elders, past, present, and future. I recognize their continuing connection to the land, waters, and culture. These lands were stolen and sovereignty was never ceded. If you like this episode, again, we'd highly appreciate it if you go on whatever app you listen to and make sure to follow d Creates Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Acast, and a bunch of others. And if you're feeling real loose, 
a rating, review, or share of this episode to anyone you know that would be into something like this would be amazing. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions for the episode, or hell, you want to be on the show, hit us up. The best way is to email talk, T-A-L-K, at dlakecreates.com. We're also on the socials, mainly Instagram. You can hit up Mike Trees at the letters R-U-N dot N-R-G. Or you can hit me up on Instagram at dlakecreates.com. Or just wherever you can find us is fine. If you need any transcripts, you're into podcasting, or let's say you just are big into accessibility, please use the company that we use, SpeechDocs. You can check them out at speechdocs.com. Don't worry if you didn't get all that. There's a link in the show notes description. Thank you again so much for listening. Peace.